usually I don't start the podcast like this, but welcome back because we have the one and only Sean back from holiday. Welcome back. Uncle Toby is back. And we have lost a member. So James is not here today. No. So we have, unfortunately, lost Jimmy. Um, We've done a bit of a a swap. He's going to shoot A tag team. Yeah. A tag. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Okay. No, no, no. Tag team in and out, you know. No, no. I'm just thinking of WWE (laughs) of Jimmy. Like, all right. Tag me in, boy. Tag me in. Yeah. I'm kind of feeling that kind of vibe at the moment, um, which I mean is absolutely fine. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, Jimmy's left. But we do have a, a, a replacement who I think is actually better yes. in several ways. We actually have Jimmy PT. Uh, um, so J- JPT, yeah. JPT uh, on station. Um, introduce yourself, Jimmy. That's know. right, he's an AI, but he hasn't got to speak yet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So every now and then we might throw over to our little AI. Um, I, thought, I thought you'd give me the look there being like, yeah, this do, is your turn. Do, do your AI Italian voice right now. <laughs> Can you do an AI Italian voice? <laughs> you're like, I I am, like, you're going to be racist I, against two I, different people. I know. Uh, I don't really AI care about AIs. Really good, yeah. like, oh, what do they know? Uh, yeah. I, uh, I wouldn't say know. bad things about AI just yet, but. Well, maybe, um, I don't know. Well, hopefully not. Well, yeah. hopefully they don't overtake us. Hey, look, you know what? I welcome our new AI overlords. Yeah, just check, check our latest po- check check our latest podcast for GPT four. Yes, true. Yeah. Oh, you guys did another one. Cool. Yes, we did. Um, <laughs> unaware of that? Oh, clearly he listens to the podcast. Hey, I'm in I'm in Europe. What do you expect? I'm, You're not in uh, Europe now. What are you talking not about? Anymore, not no. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've had time. I haven't had any time this week. I've been uh, too busy decarving. What? Or the pasta? Oh, I thought you were decarving as in like decarbonization, like net zero. Um, but you like let one rip in the toilet and you're not decarbing. If not, you're adding carbon to the atmosphere. Interesting. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) uh, on that, on that note, so back from Europe, what was the, uh, top three highlights? Top three highlights. Um, one was seeing my host family again. I haven't seen them in like eight years. Where are they based? Uh, South France. Um, lovely to see them. Um, they called me their son when I got off the plane. Um, and they cried pretty much uh, when I got there and left, so I, I really missed them. So that was really good to see. Um, they also, for my birthday, which was last week, yay, I'm 27. Fuck. What? Um, what? Um, 27? That's right, Sean's in Aries. Anyways, um, but they said, hey, it's your birthday coming up. We'll buy you a ticket to the uh, the uh, Lion King in a old 300-year-old theater in Paris, in French. It was Dope. Was it like open air? It like was. It was no, 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 open ceiling. But it was like gold trimming throughout the entire building, three stage looking down, and it was the original like Disney one that they had that they did at uh, the presentation show there. Um, for Broad- Broadway. No, oh, it was on Broadway, I think, but it moved around. But it was one of the original ones, and they have like people come up the aisles in huge costumes, oh, that's which is cool. so cool. And then um, for me, the third one was the fact that I went with. Uh, my missus, my lovely, uh, lovely. my uh, couples vacay. Yeah, couples vacay. But I went with someone and who had never really travelled uh, in Europe without their parents before. Um, oh, so for them, this is like opening their eyes. And so taking them to Venice was wild because so. they're like, "Whoa, whoa! Why is there no bikes? Oh, okay, that's why there's no bikes. Whoa, boats everywhere. Where's the? C- there's no cars. No whoa, cars. is there no trains cars. there? Buses? There's no. one train. One train stop. One train in and out. Yes, correct. Yep. 
And um, I thought it'd be kind of interesting to kind of talk about Venice on this podcast. Mm. Um, during the time we we're in Venice, my partner and I, we kept doing Venice when we do Venice. Whenever we had to say Venice, we're like Venice, very good, yes. Real Borat, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Borat accents, which is really good. If your love language is Borat, it's fantastic. Anything by Sasha Baron Cohen, realistically. Um, but yes, I really loved Venice. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized how unique of a city it is and how deserving it is of both praise, a little bit of criticism, um, but also some, um, some congratulations on some of the work that they're doing. Um, so before I left, one of the things I thought was really cool was Venice is uh, an archipelago of man-made islands on mm. these like sea groves inside a lagoon. That mm. sounds like a very small town. It's not. It's quite big. It would take a day to walk through all the areas, and it's this weird, organically grown complex um, of beautiful uh, 5th, 6th, and 7th century buildings all throughout um, that you take a boat, you can fly to, you can take a train, you can walk to very slowly. <laughs> um, um, but it's this beautiful, beautiful town. Um, but the way it kind of developed and what's going through now, before I left, there was pictures of it being under... Uh, Dr- like lack mm. of water drought yes i think that. i talked about this a uh, fair chunk off the podcast a little bit yeah you do yeah. mention like i think i i think it's kind of like world worldwide widely known that the there's always that sp- uh, statistic of how much it sinks per year or it's like it's like it sinks like so many millimeters a year it's like what was it like five point um. something millimeters a year on on this rate plus you know it's very prone to flooding i'm pretty sure there's a hunt nearly a hundred floods a year like small ones but also big ones where it's like up to the knee yeah so you're right so that for a long time because again it's a city that's built on the water level in a lagoon so it's built at sea level um and so it, it has like natural sea uh fresh water coming down from the mountains of the alps and then also it has um a lot of like seawater that can come through certain canals. So imagine, imagine um, a beachfront. Imagine about five k's off the beach, you build a city, and then five kilometers on the other side of that city, you've built like this long, long uh, natural wall or a natural kind of like landmass which protects it from the waves. So it's it's effectively um, got no waves, but it's built at sea level. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's this really really weird architecture and design, um, uh, but it's again built on mud. And if you've heard yeah. the proverb "Don't build a house on sand," well, mud's not definitely, much better. Definitely don't build yeah. on mud or quicksand, if that matter. But I just I just have it here. So Venice has sunk roughly fifteen centimeters over the past century. That is yeah entirely possible. And you know, the weird thing that I was <laughs> going to this podcast, I did a bit of research on. Um, like how they did it, right? Because if you go into like mud flats, which effectively the city is built on mud flats, and you stand in mud, you sink immediately. But if you go to Venice, you see towers that are like, 30, oh, like 15 stories tall, hmm. built on mud flats. You go, how the hell do they do it? They simply got a lot of sticks and just nailed it into the mud. And that compression forced water out of the mud and made it well enough to stand dry. on. Yeah, oh. not dry. No, no, it's still not dry. It's still completely soaked. But if you, like, they, they kind of, like, pulled up part of the city and showed you what it looked like, it just looked like a bunch of sticks nailed into the ground. Like, everything. They just got all these sticks. And they actually eventually got these um, these ones from Croatia, 56 feet long, and nailed them in for the big buildings. Um, but effectively, all they did was nailed some sticks down, put some wood on top of that, and then put brick on top of that, and went, done. We've built a foundation. 
Now, if you do that in Australia, you know how many like violations of regulation you've got? A lot, through? a lot. There. Oh, so many. Um, it's it's kind of wild uh, to see um, how many yeah. uh, how it was built, but it's still standing. And the fact that you've got basilicas that have been there for several hundred years on this kind of design and still going. It's quite it's yeah. quite incredible. When you were there and uh, as a tourist, was it just pr- could, did you meet any see any locals there because from like what I know the population at least in like the historic center of mm-hmm. Venice is very just tourists only and also yeah. and also do they charge you to go in? Um depends where you go. It is I mean I went on off peak time with this intention of going to these really like busy places in not busy times to get the best out of it. And even then it was still fairly busy, mostly mm, tourists. Yeah. Um it is by far a tourist town. It wasn't it's not the heart of an empire that it used to be. That's something I'll get into in a moment. Um but uh, a lot of times you can pay through the nose. A gondola ride is 80 euros per gondola. So that's yeah. uh, 120, 130 yeah. Australian dollars. I, I, de- I definitely, th- I definitely uh, feel for the uh, like the local community there because it's. I think because of the tourists, it's now like inflated all the prices, especially the rent. Mm. And if they, if you did have a property on, yeah, like like a house or one of those uh, apartments on the actual historic town, like I'm pretty sure, what was it here? Is like how by 2019 the population has decreased to around 26,000. I mean, it is a again, it's a city built on. Mudflats. Yeah. Rapid expansion that you get in any other city in the world doesn't work. Because even if they built it like five kilometers closer to land, on land, they could, that city would be like 20, 30 times bigger in terms of size. But because you're building mudflats, they had to build up. Yeah. Um, so the population can't, you can't hold that much population. And the rest is all hotels and apartments mm. and such. And you're right. Look, there's realistically, the people living there are there to serve tourists. Um, you off the main island of Venice, there's like Murano, and then around that area, there's a huge shipping town. So there are a lot of locals there, but the actual like Venice itself, that's in, almost entirely tourism. Mm. It makes sense though. Like, uh, I think the world's richest man lives there now. Uh, no longer Elon Musk. He slipped after the Twitter deal, but it was like a, a French businessman who owns a lot of like it's very expensive commodities. He's now the richest, and he owns part of Venice on the South Island. Has a yacht that pulls in. Oh, it's pretty know, cool. Don't know how much of an investment that is, but at the same time, oh, I, I mean, it's it's like any boat is not a good investment. But if you can buy a bit of Venice, that's a bit of a flex, right? Yeah, I would a little bit of a, yeah, yeah, a yeah, bit true. of it. So have have an archipelago, bro. What do you have? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's it's definitely a really interesting area because yeah, you're right now it's completely tourism. Back in the day, it was the heart and seat of a very powerful empire, the Doge. The, well, the, the Doge, Doge is like the Duke. The, the Duke. Duke. Yeah. The I'm Duke. wrong. Yeah. But Venice, Venice, which is, again, a small city, maybe um, a tenth the size of Sydney, owned most of, or like quite a bit of Greece, quite a bit of Italy, um, all the way out to like nowadays Turkey. You can find Venetian towns all over Spain because the Venetians took over. They were a merchantile powerhouse. They were killers, ruthless. And the only reason they failed um, was because they found um, better goods coming in from the east. Mm. Yeah. Um, did you know that, uh, so the airport there is called Marco Polo Airport. I love um, it. Do you love know it. why it's called Marco Polo Airport? He's not from Venice, is he? He's from Venice. Yep. Marco Polo, the famous explorer, one of the people that was credited. I, I need to double check this. Um, maybe we can ask Jimmy PT here. Uh, 
in 20 Words or Less who is Marco Polo. But I find it kind of funny that Marco Polo, the famous explorer, um, who was living in uh, Venice, uh, so he's, again, wandering around. We play the game Marco Polo of someone wandering around around a large body of water, which is quite comparable to Venice. Marco Polo was an Italian merchant and explorer who travelled extensively throughout Asia in the 13th century. So arguably Marco Polo killed Venice because um, after the Eastern empires were explored and trade routes were developed, Venice lost its mercantile power and then led to the, the collapse. Again, if you go to like, uh, part of my trip was to like South Greece into to Crete, there are Venetian forts on the other side of the Mediterranean than Venice. Like Venice is in the top, 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 top corner of Italy and Crete is in the very southeast of Greece and they owned that entire island. A very small city owned an island that was maybe 2,000 times bigger than it. It's incredible to think about like how one seat of power could own so much. It was dope. It was dope. <laughs> I've been saying dope a lot. I really like that word. Um, but I, I liked how the Venetian Empire, they actually stole the body of a saint. Do you know that? Mark Peter? It was uh, Mark. It was it was kept at Alexandria. The Venetians weren't being were being told they weren't taken seriously without like a good church, and so they went, "Well, fuck you!" And they built the Basilica uh, of Mar- uh, Marco, um, and then stole the body of Saint Mark from Alexandria and kept it there, so people could pilgrim to it and then actually consider it a real city. That was legit one of the reasons they did it, um, which is pretty weird to steal someone's bones, but. I mean, I'm not going to judge that it clearly is a very popular place today. A very beautiful area, yeah, by the way. Yeah. Um, but <gasps> No judgments? Yeah, no, no judgment. No, hey, do you, bro? Yeah, exactly. But the one thing I really want to talk about in the, the Venetian part was I was expecting to go and see Vene- Venice dry. I've been there twice before, but I've never seen it dry. Effectively, they said that the water level has dropped down because the entire um, north of Italy and even parts of like South France have experienced the hardest drought they've ever experienced. If you go to France right now, and I was talking to my host parents who live in an agricultural town, um, they have had so little rain, so little rain. They said they didn't have rain in the entire winter, um, which has never happened before. Previously, last year, there was bushfires in the area. Um, the snowfall in the Alps has been some of the worst ever recorded. And we've been recording that for like several hundred years. So it's really bad, the lack of water. So mm. Venice is downstream of this. It was getting no water. So boats were just getting grounded, apparently. I went to Venice. I didn't see any of it. Mm. Um, you, is, there like a, is there maybe a tidal shift in the Adriatic Sea or something like that? Or Well, if you have a tidal, sh- like a change of like uh, sea level, it should be increasing, not decreasing. Um, sure, theoretically. Sure. Um, but it was there were certain chunks of Venice which were apparently dry. I didn't see any of it. I mean, I'm trying to walk pretty much the whole thing. I tried to, um, but well, all the canals full. All the canals were full. Fairly busy. Boats coming through. They weren't. They were, it seemed absolutely fine. I feel like the Guardian and whatever newsletter I was reading was just finding the one shitty street that no one goes to, and then taking photos and putting it online. Which I mean, hey, it, bad news sells. Um, yeah. But one of the things they mentioned was like, hey, we can use the dam wall and actually lock water in the area. And like, what? And that kind of led me to the Moe system. Have you heard of the Moe system before? Uh, no. Is that like the, the like their water treatment or whatever? No, actually. So funny story is um, one of the reasons the Moe system come used. So the Moe system is a dam, effectively a man-made dam. So there's a, there's a natural kind of wall 
uh, protecting Venice, and then they dammed up the areas of water coming in and out um, with the intention of stopping huge tidal flows coming through and then destroying the town. Um, at certain points, there was, uh, in the last, I think he said between 1900 and 2000, there were, I believe, like 16 times where the, the, the water level rose so much that like you had to close the streets and people were being sweeped off up to like a meter high. Mm-hmm. In the last 20 years, there's been nine. So an, a significant increase to the number of times that this is happening. So um, effectively, they just went, look, climate change is happening. We need to figure out a way to stop it. The dam system was a way to, to do it. But they can't use the dam too often because if you use the dam to stop tidal flow, the poo gets stuck in the river. <laughs> No, but I thought the poo already got stuck in the river because from at least from I, I thought I thought it was just famously known that just the uh, they just kind of let out the, the from yep. Venice they just let out yeah. all the all the uh, all the all the sewage just goes right back into the ocean yeah. or into the lagoon and then when it floods it comes up yeah you're spot on so that's legit what they do so um, they have fresh water um, like so whenever you find like a square you find like a uh, a little well. Effectively, they capture the, the rainwater and it goes into the well and then you use that well for your normal drinking water and whatever, your usual business. But um, the the poo just goes straight down a pipe into the water. So the boat you get off on to get into your hotel, you could literally see another person's poo come out. I never saw it. Maybe they put the pipe down low, but they just send the poo straight out. It's <laughs> the poo. <laughs> so every now and then you might get a little wafer of a, a sewage come a little, through. A little waft. Yeah, and so the whole city was designed that, oh, the tidal flow will take the poo away. But if you use the dam wall too much, the poo doesn't go anywhere. And so all of a sudden, the city drowns in poo and then it kills the city with waste. They literally, everything will die. Like, like everything uh, <laughs> will die. So they like, well, we've got to let it flood half the time. Which is such like, a, like, let's build a dam and not use it. But like, that's how they have to do it, which is kind of cool. When was the uh, Moe system uh, created? So the Moe system been, uh, was developed late in the, like the 70s. So it's, be, it's been talked about for a long time. I think they built a, um, a prototype in maybe the 80s, like a one-to-one scale working prototype. And now it's fully operational in like 2020 or something. Um, what does Jimmy PT say? Uh, Moe's is a system of movable barriers designed to protect Venice from flooding caused by high, high tides and storms. The project involves the construction of 78 gates that can be raised during high water to create a barrier between the sea and the lagoon. The Moe's project was completed in 2021 yep. after years of delays and cost overruns and is intended to protect Venice from increasingly frequent and severe flooding. From what I know is the construction behind it is a bit dodgy because, I don't know, let's just say it was in Italy enough said oh you know what wrong italian engineers are brilliant no 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 not not the engineers oh. i'm talking about the 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 construction company behind it oh possibly but i would say like general infrastructure is fantastic we took a bullet train from venice no, to yeah. like florence and florence to Rome. Oh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not putting down the construction yeah. i'm putting down like the bureaucracy the behind it oh i mean every i mean bureaucracy behind everyone that's that's no, but specifically but... in italy I wouldn't say so much. Italy's actually quite good. Talk about the mafia, bro. No, the yeah, mafia. No, I thought the mafia's more on the south coast, like near like Naples. They're everywhere. They're everywhere, bro. Yeah. No, I I don't think so. I think this is generally not. Too hey, they're bad. right there. Hi, yeah. hi. They're probably listening to this podcast. Yeah. They're like, hey, what's the matter with you? Hey, I want to learn about science. <laughs> Listen to the engineering dads of podcast. Hey. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, now we've really offended them. Uh, we we can't, we don't have our James here now to back us up. I know we don't have a. He's I got one Italian friend. We, we can't have, say that. We have our one sort of Italian friend who we don't even think is Italian, but you know he, he, <laughs> he claims to be Italian. Yeah, the guy that's never been to Italy. I've been to Italy. I've been to his hometown before he's been to his hometown. I've been to Italy, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, it's wild. He yeah. hasn't been. He's yeah. fake Italian. Bada bing, bada, bada boom. boom. Yeah. Bada A. But to the mafia listening, we do have one Italian friend, uh, so that's fine. Um, sorry, we're doing that. Oh, yeah, the, the, the wall. Um, it, look, it came in at, I think, 6 billion euro, which is expensive. It's 10 billion Australian. But when you talk about the history of it, is 10 billion Australian dollars worth it? I would say so. I would say that to, to protect Venice, a 1,400-year-old city built on a marshland. That's pretty cool. It's the only one of its kind in the world, too. Oh, I'm just, I just think you've Googled the history of Moss. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll give a little bit of history on, on Moss, but cool. Moss is pretty cool. So um, I need to get this right. So Moss stands for Modulo Sperimental Electromechania. Uh, Meccanico. I can't do the Italian accent too well. Electromechanical. Yeah. Or Electrical exper- Magical Experimental Module, which is like back to front. It's so, it's such a yeah. No, 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 it's, jumble of words. No, but it's done that way because yeah, you know big, what it, it also stands for in Italian? The greatest flutter of all time. No, the the divider of flutters. Divide. Moses. Yes. Yes, yes. So that's... Oh, no, no, he kind of, he, he flooded the world of good cheer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 he was a real dick to those Egyptians. <laughs> Is that what they had it coming. What are you talking about? I mean, they definitely They were enslaving the Jewish people. What are you going to do? Yeah, we saw the same documentary, that animated one with the locusts. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah I saying? saw the same one with Charlton Heston. Yeah. Wait, what? The, the movie, oh. The Ten Commandments. Oh, oh I, I was watching, I was thinking about the one where it was the animated one. What's that one? I don't know. It don't was know a Disney either. one, I think, or Pixar. I don't know. I feel like there's, I feel like there's another one, like God, Gods of Egypt. I don't know. Nope, that one's super weird. Don't talk about that one. Okay, we're going off topic. We're talking about Moses. Anyway. Uh, the Moses system. Um, or Moes. Uh, Moes. They, they call it Moes. Dwight's um, brother. <laughs> I'm not talking about Cousin. Dwight's brother. Uh, he could stop back a dam on his own, given enough time. Yeah, Bro, he could run anything down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. as it, we've seen. He's a gun. He's a gun. For those who don't understand the office reference, it's... It's Mose. Mose, yeah. Mose shoot. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so you mentioned these gates. So these gates are really cool. So um, when they say gate, they don't really do it justice. So everyone kind of like imagine this in your mind. Imagine a metal slab, right? It's it's hollow, but it's a metal slab. It's 20 meters by 30 meters by 5 meters. As a, a frame of reference, imagine three tennis courts stacked next to each other, right? That is one gate. There are 78 of them, blocking three different inlets on four different areas. Um, effectively, what they do is these huge metal-like containers get dropped in, and they sit on this concrete bed, and they have a little hinge on the side. And they're hollow, and they get filled up with water, so they just sink, and they won't move anywhere. Um, Weighing 300 tons. 300 tons. Each gate? I think collectively, seven, like the 70. I would gate. say each gate. All right. Well, Possibly. Uh, I, yeah. Again, if you think about... Uh, Sean claims it, yes. Look, 30 metres by 20 metres by 5 metres of metal. Think of think how big that is. Like, that's... Oh, yeah, each. Yeah. Each, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Think about it. That's huge, right? You're looking at, like, an apartment block 
each gate that they've put underwater. And so what they do is they fill it with water so it sits at the bottom and there's a hinge. And then they'll just pump some air into it. And so that forces the water out underneath it. And then inside the hollow container that's full of air, becomes buoyant. becomes like a boat. It comes up. It looks like a yellow geometric whale breaching. You just see this huge like yellow tankard come up. It looks like one of the uh, storage containers that get dropped off, um, put on storage ships, mm-hmm. coming out of the water, each of them. They kind of float up out of the water and they lock into place each of them. And they kind of become like, they look like this big yellow ramp together. And you just see them breach one at a time because the air kind of comes through. But it's so cool to see happen. It looks like, yeah, submarine firing out of the water. I'm loving each your hand time. movements, by the way, bro. Yeah, I, I just see it energetic about this, man. And no. she's. This is like the no, you, 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 you were doing the Italian fingers. I got it. Hey, look, I'm talking about geography here. Exactly. I need a, I need yeah. a uh, when in Rome or <laughs> when, <laughs> when, when in swimming Venice. in Venice. Yeah, when, when you poo in Venice. Uh, when surfing, um, yeah. When yeah, um, and the, and they're just this really cool. So like they're built across, and so that that kind of man, that island, that uh, that like barrier. That's the the like land barrier they have. They block off the remaining areas, and so when water comes through it hits up against this barrier, comes up at the ramp, and they come back down. Um, and so they can reduce um, water flowing up to, like, I think a few meters, uh, which is pretty cool. But it doesn't, like, it, it's a, it's actually, even though it's 6 billion euros, it's a temporary fix. Yeah. Is Because one of the things they realized was when they built, like, the construction, they had wood, a plank of wood, then brick. The salt water started flooding through, and because it's been flooding in more often... Um, the bricks like are the same ones we use. They're porous and it's salt water. So salt water gets into the brick, and then because it's now hot in the sun, it it evaporates. So when you evaporate salt water, what do you get? Steam. No. What? Wait, what did you say? Salt water. If you just leave it out, like if you get a bucket of salt water and leave it in the sun, what do you get in the bucket after the water's gone? Sand. What? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's salt water, Patty. Yeah. What do you get if you get rid of the water? Salt. Correct. Oh, you fucker. Oh, I didn't think that was a... Okay, that was a... I wasn't paying attention. Okay. So imagine, imagine if I've got um, three liters, three liters of salt water, and I throw it at you as hard as I can in a bucket. I throw water at you. Is it going to hurt? Probably. I mean, it's, it's water. It's three liters of water. I mean, it'll still, like, I feel like... It'll, it might sting. Now, imagine if I get um, 500 grams of salt and peg it as hard as I can at you. Will that hurt? If you get some oil, yes. Yeah, well, I think it's in general, it's going to hurt. Yeah. Effectively, the uh, that's a terrible metaphor, but what happens is water will get into the brick. The, the salt water goes up the brick because it's porous. It'll climb up the brick and goes all the way up to like the first story. It then dries out, and so you get salt left inside the porous chunks of the brick, and it just blows it up from the inside. So we're starting to see parts of Venice, if flooding keeps happening, where the first story buildings, the, the first story of all buildings are just going to crumble. Could this be classified as erosion or no? It is an erosion, sure, uh, like, but it's faster than usual because normal natural erosion happens with things where it's usually not that porous. If it's porous, mm. after a thousand years, it's gone. Like It takes millions of years to carve out like the 12 apostles and whatnot. Um, this is happening at a timescale a million times faster than that. And this, like, a thousand years uh, since Venice has really been Venice, 
versus mm. 20 million years that usually water breaks down they, cliffs. They, they do keep they always use that number by like by 2100, you know, yeah. will there be a Venice and a lot of people say a lot, a yeah. lot of people say no and yeah. some others say yes, so I don't really know what's the answer. Look, I think uh, any problem like this can be engineered out, but at it's the the question is cost. Can we afford? Well, the the project cost around 5.5 billion dollars. 6 Six now. No, six point five billion in, oh, in, in brackets. Thank you, JPT. <laughs> yeah. So I don't really know how much. Like, well, how much more can we invest, really? Um, the the thing, like, you can invest a lot. You can invest heaps. What, like, what is as an engineer? What is the ideal situation? Like, what would you do if you had the blueprints and you could create something? Ah, uh, if I, I wouldn't. That's not a project I would take ever. Ever. That's terrifying. Because, like, the consequences are huge. You're talking about 26,000 people and arguably one of the most historic cities in the world. If you screw it up, people die. Like, entire parts of Italy will die because they don't have a city of tourism anymore. Uh, it's like losing Sydney. It's not just affecting Sydney. You'll infect the entire of New South Wales kind of thing. Um, it's not affecting... Yeah, so... Uh, I wouldn't ever we got take bar a and bay. Okay, let's yeah, yeah, true. Okay, let's let's just say assume I did take it. Um, uh, the dam is a good temporary step. The second one I would do is move the shipping. One of the things that's killing the area, um, off a documentary on the PBS I was watching just before this actually, um, was uh, the ships would come through, and because it's again swampland, the waves from these huge shipping containers would smash into the swampland and just pull out all the dirt and then it'd suck it up into the propeller. And so it would just erode. I think they said there was like 75 um, square kilometers of marshland 10, 20 years ago. There's now 16 square kilometers. It's just gone. Um, actually, last time I was in Venice, before this trip, I was on a cruise ship that left Venice port. So I got onto this cruise oh, they, ship. They don't allow that anymore. No, no, no. It's, it's a funny story. So, um, so I went on the cruise ship. I went up to the 13th deck for a buffet, and I looked down of all of Venice. It was a beautiful view. No one will ever get that view like that I had there ever again because, fair enough. The reason they don't do cruise ships anymore is in 2021, a cruise ship went straight through the dock. <laughs> it just cleaved. Through, like, it just banged up on the side of the dock and just kept going. No one was injured. But after that, I went, uh... No, there's no chance that you're coming near this 1700 old building again with that fucking monstrosity. So they just nope. can't, can't it. But now the cruise ships go the same shipping lanes as the shipping ports, and they're much bigger than the the, the shipping uh, boats themselves. So they're doing way more damage now after that change. Before they were doing a bit of damage to Venice. Now they're doing damage to the port city, which is right next to Venice. That's where the marshland is. Okay, so. The first thing I would do is if just move the entire port. So that port kind of eats away at that land barrier, that land-locked area that's protecting Venice now. That's getting eroded away because we're having a huge shipping port. Pretty much all of North Italian shipping goes through this one port, which it doesn't need to be. Like, it's a fucking port. You can build them anywhere. Yeah, multiple ports. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like move your entire business just a bit further away. Um, but it, it does deal... I mean, it's the furthest point of the Adriatic before going into like Europe. So mm. fair enough. I understand there's a port there. Just, just move it to the other side. Just move it away from Venice. Yeah. Uh, other side. Other yeah, other side. Yeah. Um, that would be the first thing. Uh, look, I'll be honest. There's a lot of very smart people on this project already. I mean, six billion was. The, I have the an cost. idea. Oh, no. Is this like an escalator to get people off the island as quick as they can? Something like that. Oh no. What is the possibility? 
Okay. Of well, you were talking about before how Venice was created. How Venice. it was ori- originally it was mud. Yeah. And then they dried it out or dried a portion of it to put wood down to make like a barrier. Yeah. But now and to then put bricks and stuff on. Yeah. So what if we just we we push attack everything up? we attack it from below and we just push everything up. Uh, look, I generally did think of a very similar idea. That's actually not a terrible idea. In certain buildings which have sunk beyond um, what they consider is safe, they have done that. Effectively, they'll um, they put they like dig in like little holes and sideways, and they put these bladders in all under the building, and then inflate all the bladders simultaneously and float it back up, and then put like concrete into it, hmm. and then like put so that it just raises it up. It's incredibly expensive, <laughs> as you can imagine. So it's got to be after a while, it'll be a cost. Look. look it's going to cost us $400 million to save this building. Is this building worth saving? No. And so there'll be certain buildings that say, yes, oh, the Basilica for sure. Oh, the main town square, absolutely. But some of these apartment buildings might just naturally just fall to economic deterioration, just yeah. drop in or just, they'll just destroy it themselves before it like lands on a boat and kills some tourists. That's possibly what might be happening soon, which is terrifying to think about. Um, but that's like potentially where they're going. Because if it keeps going mm. right, if by the end of the century, the sea level in Venice is expected to be like a meter higher. It's all, the water level is already at the max. Imagine a meter up, that's the first floor of everything gone. So do you like repave everything? Or what do you do? Like, yeah. there's, I, you got to cross that bridge when you get to it. <laughs> there's a lot of bridges in Venice. Um, but it is, it is a real issue. I feel like the best solution to this would be um, taking from the textbook of Futurama where we just capture the whole city in like a giant dome and just shoot it up into space and that could be like a tourist spot. Oh, wait, did they do that to Venice or was that just in general? I think, they, I think they did it to a um, like a different city. Yeah. They did something. No, they did it to the lost city of Atlanta. Oh, <laughs> where they where they just sent Atlanta out into the middle, and then it just overpopulated, and then it just sunk into the ocean. Oh, right. Okay. So something similar to that. I mean, it would be kind of nice to have like a snow a snow globe, but it's the size of a normal city. It's a one to one size snow globe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just put it put it in the middle of a. I don't know. What's a country that has a lot of land and not using it? I don't know. Australia. Australia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we were playing a game, we would have nailed that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh damn. Look, entirely possible. Like, uh, actually, no, not entirely possible. Building a huge glass dome and then going around and digging under snow globe style. Snow globe style. It's it's. Uh, look, it's possible. It's just too expensive. Wishful thinking, they call it. Wishful thinking. Um, Dreaming. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. A nice, interesting dream. Yeah. Uh, a or, fantasy land. Or a nightmare. Depends how you view it. If you're stuck inside, it'll be a fucking nightmare. Are you kidding? <laughs> Let ter- me out! Like, I want to get off this gondola. Too bad. we got to go around again. Yeah. Let me out! <laughs> 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 it is, it is imagine this god just comes up and shake, shake, shake. <laughs> shake, shake, shake. Just picks it up. Ah, oh, look, everyone's raining. <laughs> Oh, that's that's just cruel now. Yeah, well, I'd be... so it was locking people in a glass. Uh, do you have anything else? Any more topics? Um, not on Venice itself. More, I would like to. Uh, no, no, I, I I can talk about Venice for for hours. Um, but I'll, I'll leave it there. I think Venice was is an incredible city, and I still recommend everyone should see it, but at least once before they go. Uh, before it goes underwater. It is on my list now yeah. to go to. It really is something else. And I thought, oh, look, two days in Venice is fine. No, 
I would have spent a week there. I could have lived there. It was so lovely. And my, my general advice Very is... Very expensive. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, again, a tiny city where they couldn't build much on. Too many Aperol. The Aperols are incredible. Actually, okay, bit of advice. One, go to Venice and turn off your maps and just get lost and then turn it back on when you get back to your apartment. You can walk anywhere. <laughs> step two, And an step Aperol. two. <laughs> no, no, not just Aperol. So there were like four different spritzes you can get. So there's the Campari spritz, the original, the Aperol, which is more popular now. Then there's the Hugo. And then there's also the uh, Spritz Bianca. Like a white spritz. Oh. Delightful, those last two. Hugo's and Bianca's. You, you can only find the alcohol in North uh, Italy. So next time you go to North Italy, go for that Hugo and Spritz Bianca. Those are fantastic. Last All little right. bit of advice. All right, bye. Thanks for listening. To see more Engineering Dads content like this, head to our YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, and I'll link below to see our other projects. Have a good one.